Blessings, blessings. It is my pleasure to have my man here today on the latest episode of Stock Risers from Rapzilla. My man Will Cater. Salute. How you oh. doing, brother? My God. What up? Man, what it is, man. Long so time glad. coming, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Lord. What a blessing, man. I appreciate you taking time to come out. You know what I mean? Sitting down with me for Rapzilla. This is your man, Witness. And most of you all know Will Cater in the building. Uh-huh. Slick. All right, so Will, man, I'm glad to have you here, man. How things been with you, man? Man, everything been good. Um, just brought my son into the world. Um, shout out to Willin, my wife Zadi. A lot of y'all hear her on some of my music. Mm -hmm. um, just fatherhood, yeah. uh, getting this music done and, you know, grinding it out, man. Great. Yeah. Great. I mean, I think that's a perfect way to start the interview off, man, talking about your son. Yes, you sir. introduced the world to your son in your latest video, man. So talk yeah. about how has fatherhood changed you, man? Like, what, what has that taught you so far, having a newborn? Well, definitely that life got that much more serious. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we walk with the Lord and... We try as much as we could to be led by the spirit and live out our purpose. But when you got a little you, it's that it's ten times more that serious yeah. because he can only rely on me and his moms right now. So it's like mm. I gotta make sure everything is everything. But I don't think it hit me as like it ain't hit me yet. Mm. Probably because he's not old enough to really talk and I don't know, just like, I know he gonna have his own personality. But, you know, it ain't hit me, hit me yet. When I see pictures of me and my son, it, it hit me sometimes, but it feel regular still. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, what did you say his name was again? So my son, my name is William Anthony Cater. Okay. My son's name is Will and Asher Cater. Okay. Ash is one of the tribes, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's dope. My wife came up with that. Oh, that's she, dope. Yeah. That's dope. So, speaking of your name, William Cater, are you the first William Cater, the second, you know, speaking of, like, family history? I'm the first William Cater. Uh, William came from my grandfather. Cater, I believe. Uh, so, my great-grandfather on my mom's side is from Panama. Uh, okay, okay. And I believe he escaped over here. That's how the story goes. He escaped over here from Panama on a boat. And when they asked his name, he made his name up. Mm. Pretty sure he heard the name Cater before, probably. I, I think it's a Spanish name. But he, he told them that was his name. And Okay. But I don't know. You hear the stories through the grapevine of families and... I don't know how it went back then. If you needed birth certificates, this, that, and the third, how you was mm -hmm. able to get your citizenship mm -hmm. without certain things, but yeah. that's how the story goes. That's and dope. I just carried it on. That's dope for you to even know that part of history of your family. Yeah. Man. So speaking of family history, you being from the Bronx. Yeah. Talk to us, man. That's the birthplace of hip hop, the man. What was your upbringing like man. in the Bronx? Talk to us, bro. Um, man, the Bronx is rough. Of course, they got a lot of infrastructure and things that was built these days. I'm from one. I'm from 161st, East 161st, between Prospect and Union. 
Okay, okay. Um, the Bronx at one time was burnt down. It was Junkyard City. I remember parts of the Bronx being like that, but of course those who came long before me remember it being worse. Um, man, I was the youngest of three boys, four, but my brother Trey was like back and forth between our house and his mom's house. Um, I was the youngest, my oldest brothers, my older brother, my oldest brother got murdered when I was 10. Mm, sorry to hear that. Thank you, bro. Um, my middle brother, Los, um, he wrote my first round. Dope. Hip-hop always been a big part of my life. Uh, man, music just always been a way of life. I know I'm all over the place. I started rapping when I was about eight years old, eight, nine years old. I wanted to play basketball. I wasn't that tall. I used to, we had dial-up internet. A lot of y'all remember dial-up mm -hmm. internet. So um, mm -hmm. America Online. Yep. So with dial-up, it's not as quick as, as it need to be. So you can't really watch videos. But I used to pull up the and one uh, mixtape, uh, mm. Hot Sauce, the mm -hmm. moves. And, but I used to have to learn the moves by looking at screenshots. That's how real it was. So oh. it wasn't the video. It was like step one, do this. Step two, do this. Because the internet was so slow. Right, it was Got so you. slow. So I used to run around the crib with this little basketball and, uh, you know, practice like that. Then one day my brother... He always used to build, like, you know, little home studios or, mm. you know, so we okay. had a little home studio in the crib. A lot of y'all who probably been doing music remember Acid 4.0. Mm -hmm. Footy Loop's always been out. Um, he had the little the computer microphone, the little, the little white skinny joint mm -hmm. before he actually started to set up, set up. And, okay. uh, yeah, man, he wrote my first rhyme and was like, yo, say this. Said the rhyme. I liked how it sounded. Um, from there, I started writing my own rhymes. But even before that, I would go to school and I would print out lyrics, 50 okay. Cent lyrics, uh, like just a different people. But I grew to really like 50 music. Mm. And before I knew who 50 was, it was Fabulous, it was Nas, mm. it was Jay. Um, 50 been doing this thing, but it wasn't until Winkster dropped. It was on a few mixtapes Okay. that... Uh, we started to be aware of him. My brother played me some of his stuff, and then the whole unit had it on lock. Banks versus Cassidy mixtapes, all of that. So what I would do was, we had nothing but instrumentals. A lot of y'all who been rapping, y'all know about Jay Arms, how to be an MC. Mm. Jay Arms had a lot of volumes. Mm. We would take the Jay Arms joints. I would get different uh, instrumentals, and I would get the lyrics to them, print them out, and mm. I would rap them as if I was the rapper. Mm, okay. And once I knew how to do that, right. and I could rap they song better than them, mm. I started writing my own rhymes. And then from there, it just grew. I mean, it's a long history, man. From there, the week before I was in summer camp, I got kicked out because uh, this kid said something about my moms. It was stupid, but I, I ran down, chased them down. They said, we can't have that here. Sent me back mm -hmm. home okay. to the Bronx. Um, then a week later, God works. God works, man. Because a week later, my brother ended up getting shot. Mm. And he died. But within that time, I met Corey Guns. Mm. It's my brother. Um, met him. They had me battle somebody in his hood. He just got signed to Tommy Matola. 
I believe over at Def Jam, uh, I think when Jay became uh, probably the president. President, okay. And um, yeah, Corey had, he was throwing something in his neighborhood, ran up to him. He, uh, we chopped it up, told him I rap. He told me, you know, tell my pops. Papa Gat, we know him as Papa Gat. Peter Guns came across the street with the camera. Say, yo, come over here, battle this kid. Mm. Battled the kid, mm. smoked him. Mm. After that, the crowd went crazy. My brother died. We moved. I came back. That was in 05. I came back in 08. I was about 13 that summer. Linked back up with guns. And from there was history, man. He, he allowed me to be a part of what he had grown from the ground up. The militia. Got militia tatted on me. You know what I mean? Um, from there, just was working, man. Met my manager. We started to chill at Dougie Fresh House. And Dougie Fresh, uh, shout out Uncle Fresh. I was around Square Off and all of them. I met my manager at the time who worked for 50 in the G unit in the office. She was interning. And then from there, it was history. She became my manager. I ended up being around 50 in them. And from there, I would just network, man. So um, to answer your question, growing up in the Bronx was a... <laughs> It was a lot, man. Okay, New okay. York, period, man. So, New York. So you throwing these names around like this light, you know what I mean? So let's talk yeah. about you being in the, in the company of 50, Corey Guns, his son. So these are heavyweights, like real heavyweights in the game. How old were you at the time when this was going on? Um, so I was about nine years old, okay. nine, ten years old when I met Corey and Peter. Um, 50, I met 50 Banks and Yayo. And by the way, shout out to Yayo too, cause Yayo's, he's, he's a real genuine dude. Okay. I, could, I could say that, you know what I'm saying? He opened his roof to me on pause. Like, um, I stayed in his crib a few nights. He recorded, we, you know I got the vibe out. But Ye always looked out. Um, I got around them when I was like 14. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you a crazy story. Dougie Fresh. I'm upstairs knocked out because that's how it is. Like, he, he got some brownstones in Harlem. So mm. one of them is the main crib. One of them is like the crib everybody just wild out and like okay. music, like his media. like The industry crib. Right. And one thing I give it up because he allowed everybody. He opened his his home up to everybody in the hood. Like, pull up, good vibes. I don't like okay. the word vibes, but you get it. Like, yeah, yeah, good yeah. vibes. Everybody pull up, do their music. This, that, and the third. I remember being sleep upstairs one time in a in a in a in a media house, and I just hear somebody coming upstairs. They on the phone talking business. I'm knocked out, but I'm up, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. He comes through the door. I hurry up and close my eyes. Fake sleep. It's fake sleep. He on the phone talking his business. He okay. come tap me. You know where you at? I'm like, yeah. He like, <laughs> I right, just make it sure. Just make it sure you good. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, all right. Because you still got to make sure. Uh -huh. Like, I'm underage at the time. You in my crib. Like, yo, bro, right. you, do you got a place to be? Like, yeah. You good? Like, I don't need nobody parents. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I was around 14 when I met uh, 50 in them, and uh, 
yeah, man, like, 50 always been my favorite rapper. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can hear the influence. You can hear the influence, yeah. And the music. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, yeah, man, like, I don't feel like nobody got a story like his. Okay, yeah. I like, mean, the impact is, of it. Yeah, You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, so, and to meet him, like, 50 ain't never had to do a lot that he did for me. And, okay. And I thank him for that. You pick 50 brain, there's a lot of gems in there. Yayo too. Mm. Banks always kind of stayed to himself, but okay, it was always love with him too. Like so, it was it was it was it's, it's it is a dope experience. And being around Peter Guns, mm. my uncle Peter, like you're gonna, there's no way. And Lord Tariq, shout out Lord Tariq, Uncle oh. Lord. Okay, but you're never gonna not know the history and the origins of hip hop growing up around those guys. Got it, got it, got it. You know what I'm saying? From the Grandmaster cast and the, just everybody, bro. Mm. Like, mm. yeah, man, like the, the greats, like Peter's going to school you, like on everything, man. Instruments, the whole shebang. So I had a big advantage coming up under them. Right. And Corey is one of the greatest lyricists I've ever come across. I'm not just saying that to say that. They be trying to throw rumors out there that he writing for Wayne and all kind of stuff. Like, Guns is nice. And for me to come up under that, I had a head start on my lyrical penmanship mm. and the do's and the don'ts and just be authentic in what you do and just, just go with it, man. So I definitely say that. I got a good background and foundation of when it come to hip hop and music from those guys. And it only magnified when I started to branch out. 50 just taught me that can't nobody stop you, man. And mm. you gotta start from somewhere, but hard work be talent when talent don't mm. work hard. hard. Yeah, that's real. And how you presenting yourself matters. Mm. How you rapping matters. The way the world perceives you matters. Yes, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about being fake. It's just perception is everything. And not deception, but perception. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a bad thing for you to present yourself in a in a professional manner. Okay, okay. So that's dope. Now that we understand your foundation, like how you got molded into the artist you are today, let's talk about your introduction to Christian hip-hop. Well, since young... My pops, um, he always instilled Jesus in us. You okay. know what I mean? Like, he always instilled Jesus in us. He used to rap himself, but, like, he was a reggae artist, dancehall oh. artist. Okay. Went by the name Mr. Fab. But he always instilled the Bible and Jesus in us. We always knew, like, you pray, Jesus... The Father, you know, the Spirit, you know. It wasn't until later when I started running around the street and getting into things that the, the, the normal New York City team going to get into. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, street life. Living in the projects, uh, from, the, from the block to the projects, like you become a product of your environment, but not knowing that your faith allows you to still become a product and a citizen of 
of the kingdom of, of God. Mm-hmm. So no matter how far I ran and did what I did, God still pulled you back in. Right? Yeah, he yeah. always had his his hand on me. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of things in life transpires. And I think everybody goes through the moment where you living in this life so much and in the world so much that especially, I can't say especially, when you belong to the Lord, Amen. because he, I believe he, he calls and chooses who he pleases. I believe everybody's welcome. Um, but God is still sovereign. We got a part to play. You don't know who's chosen, mm-hmm. but God is God. So he will be God. All by itself. Right. And I believe that for those who belong, you could live in the world so much that you become polluted because the things of the world just is not going to coincide with the things God instills in you and you belong to him. And he allows you to get that dirty to where you start to just feel like something's wrong. Mm, Stop smelling yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like... (laughs) I don't know what it is, but something's wrong and it don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Even if everything uh, physical-wise seems on point, mm-hmm. something is wrong. And I think God allows you to get to that point. I got to that point. Sat me down. I ain't just go from regular rapping in the world to just the next week. I just decide I'm going to rap for God. But it came a point in time in my life where, and I got a testimony on YouTube We'll be here forever, but um, I definitely, if y'all look my testimony up, Check that was that the out. first time God revealed himself to me. And after that, I believe, like, when you really born again, because you could be raised, whoever raised you, how they want to raise you, but you have to make that proclamation. Yeah. You got to Romans 10 and 9 and 10 it out. Mm-hmm. And confess and believe in your heart and that he rose and he's Lord. And, and once you make that decision... I believe God gives everybody a chance to cry out to him. Um, And I did that. And I didn't know how to defeat the demons and the the spirits and the Mm -hmm. things that was going on in my life, really evident going on in my life. And when I didn't know what to do, I cried out to him. Mm. And he revealed himself. That when I became actually born again, it's just like when a baby's born in the world. You know what I mean? Like, the baby's crying, everything, you know, looks crazy. Same way, when you first come to Christ, like really in your heart, mm-hmm. you see things from a different point of view. The world looks foreign. You start to look foreign to people, and you're a baby, and you got to grow up in the spirit. So from there, you know, I slipped back into the world, but I, this time I really, really had God's grip on me. Mm. I had a conscience. So I couldn't be in the world and do it peacefully. And from there, uh, God also, you know, he was pruning me. But then he pruned me from just rapping about things that don't glorify him to, we got a mission, man. We got things to do. And I gave you this gift, so I let you get as far as you got on that other side. And I don't like to say the other side like that because nobody's better than nobody. Every We all human. We all seeking the Lord, if you are. Everybody's trying to find their way, and I once was doing one thing, so now that I'm doing another, I don't like to look at people and go, he's on that side, because that just, it puts a bad taste. And it's not about, you know, uh, persuading man, but you still got to have grace and mercy for others, because you wasn't always there. But he took me from that, 
to this. I allowed you to see all of that, learn and study all of that. Because there's an enemy that we after. And if you can master that, and then master my ways, who can stop you?